Heavenly Father, we're not here by accident today. You designed and crafted that our paths should cross, that we would intersect at this moment in history, and that you would have a word for us from heaven, given in conjunction with your written word that would stir us, challenge us, encourage us, and make us ready for the days ahead. Now, I pray, Lord, that you would help our hearts and minds to be able to hear and receive that which you've prepared for us. And may we respond to it. Lord, may we respond to it, led by your Holy Spirit. And may we make a difference in this world in the way that you want us each to make it. And we ask it in your name, Jesus. And if you agree with that prayer, say, that's what I want. Amen. Amen. Now, congregation participation. Are you ready? Crowd, get involved. This is your part. How many of us have ever said one of these phrases? I'll just go ahead and raise my hand right now so you won't feel alone. But if you have, you can raise your hand as well, or you can say, "Uh uh-huh, you can shake your head. If you're too embarrassed, just do your eyebrows like this, and nobody else will ever know, okay? Just be, I'll know, you'll know, it'll be okay. All right. How many of you have ever said something like this? I just couldn't help myself. Yeah? Yeah? How about, that's just my personality. Have you ever done that one? Yeah? What about... It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's, well, that's just how I'm wired. You know, and I've thrown that one out there. Or that's just the way I am. Yeah. And uh, it's not uncommon for us to say something like that or to hear somebody else around us say it. Because the culture in which we live says, you get to have an excuse The culture says, you don't get to judge me, it's just the way I am, you can't affect that, you can't change that, there's nothing I can do about it, there's nothing you, there's nothing anyone can do about it, so don't judge me because I'm just the way I am. And if someone does question it, we come back with one of these statements, and many times it's just our excuse for not knowing what to do or how to change, but I came with a message of good news and hope for us today because we serve a God for whom nothing is important impossible. We serve a God who can help us change, who can help us overcome, who can help us improve, who can help us grow, who can give us victory. We serve a God who works in the creating business. God creates. God creates. All kinds of people by now, we're into March, People that on December 31st and January 1st said, I'm going to be different this year. And they set their resolutions. But how many of you know, I used to go to a gym there when we lived in Alexandria. Uh, I was uh, was a member at a gym and I would go about 5 o'clock in the morning to work out. And at 5 o'clock in the morning, there's not very many people in the gym until January. Most of the year, it was three of us that were in there. And in January, you couldn't get on a treadmill. You couldn't get on an elliptical machine. The weight machine things were full. And all the way up into February, 
you would be going, man, am I going to have to get here at 4 in the morning to beat this crowd? And it didn't matter when you came. They were full. But by the middle of February or the beginning of March, that had trickled off. And people began to give up on their resolutions and they, they would begin to quit exercising. <coughs> people will go back to eating whatever they want. People have taken up smoking again after giving it up. They, they've given up on writing a book. They, they've just said, I can't change. It's just the way I am. Our sons, Alex and Austin, Alex is nine and Austin is six. And uh, sometimes we see a habit beginning to develop in their life. and We're like, that's probably not good. Let's just nip this in the bud right here and, and, and see if we can help. And stop that, and so we'll make them aware. Have you noticed that this is that you're doing this? And and so sometimes they haven't, but we tell them, and, and then sometimes they they do it again, and we hold them accountable to that. And sometimes when we call them on it, they say, "Well, I just couldn't help myself." And uh, you know, now how many of you know that at ages nine and seven that their habits are not too bad? All right, their habits are not too bad at nine and seven. And it's true that sometimes they do actually forget that they're not supposed to do that because they're nine and seven, right? So that's the reality of it. But when they pipe up and say, I couldn't help it. That's where I draw the line with them and I say, oh, wait a minute, but you, you got to back up because what you're not doing is factoring God into the equation. And so we're trying to eradicate the words I can't in our family's vocabulary. I said it yesterday. We spent from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. building a chicken coop out in the backyard yesterday. And at one point, one of them said, I can't. And I said, hey, we don't say I can't in our family because I can do all things through Christ, right? And so you can say, I don't want to. That's allowable. You can say, I'd prefer not to right now. You can say, uh, you can say, I don't feel like it right now, and I can accept you saying, now you may still end up doing it anyway, but you can say all those things, and I'll be okay, but the moment you say, I can't, uh-uh, we're over, because God can do anything in us and through us and for us. When God speaks, things that were not there before come into existence. And if you don't remember any other two words that I say today, remember these two words, God creates. God creates. When pastor gets back, and by the way, you guys are awesome letting your pastor go on vacation. I know churches that have a fit and don't want their pastor to ever be gone. They just want to run them straight into the ground. Let them go. They'll be better when they get back, okay? And you'll love that, okay? So, so anyway, when pastor gets back and he says, what did Alan talk about while I was gone? All you need to remember is God creates. Two words, that's all you have. You don't have to remember anything else, but God creates. Because God speaks and stuff begins to exist. When God speaks, childless Abram becomes father of many nations, Abraham. When God speaks, scheming Jacob becomes prince with God, Israel. When God speaks, murderous Moses becomes Moses the deliverer. Stuttering Moses becomes uh, the one who speaks for God. 
hungry Israelites, when God speaks, their bellies are full of manna for 40 years. When God speaks, empty fishing nets are filled to the point of breaking. When God speaks, lifeless Lazarus rises from the dead. When God speaks, Saul the terrorist turns into Paul the missionary. You see, God creates. Don't tell me that you can't today. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. With God, all things are possible. Here is your tweetable moment. You are not permanently what you are currently. You are not permanently what you are currently. The God who creates wants to speak into your life this morning and do something new, start something new. He wants to keep on creating. In 1990, DC Talk told us that God is doing a new thing, and I'm starting to believe it. Creator God sent me on a mission here today to let you know that he can change what needs to be changed in you so that you can be who he wants you to be and you can do what he wants you to do. Somebody walked in here today and was like, it's just never going to change. I'm stuck. And he knew that you felt that way and he heard you even though maybe it was only a thought or a feeling, but he heard your heart. And he said, I've got an answer for them today. I create. You're not stuck. And I know it would be easy for you to, to doubt it today. I know that you may have come in here with a mindset that says your life is what it is, that you just are the way you are. I know that you may wonder how I could so boldly say that God is going to bring about that big of a transformation when I don't even know your story, when I don't even know what brought you to this point. Alan, what could you base that statement on so strongly that says you know it's going to happen? And I want to share with you so quickly today from God's Word some truths that help me to know that God can create and will create and wants to create something new in us today. First, His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. The Old Testament prophet Jeremiah in the middle of his book titled Lamentations, or if I were to put it into our language, things that make me sad and want to cry. That's what I'd have named it. Lamentations means the same thing. This is a sad book. This is a crying book. He's known as the crying prophet. But in chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, Jeremiah wrote this truth about God. The steadfast Lord, love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now we read those verses and we typically think, oh... His mercies are new every morning. That means every morning when I wake up, God gives me a new slate. Wipes the old away and I start brand new. And it is true that our sins are forgiven, right? And they're removed from us. And we've got a clean slate with the Lord. That's true. But the word for new in this particular verse in the Hebrew is hadas. And the word hadas is translated new but it's new in the sense of something different. 
something we haven't experienced before. In other words, today's mercies are different than yesterday's mercies. And tomorrow's mercies will be different from today's mercies. You see, God has different, new-to-you kind of mercies for you each day because each day you're going to face new challenges, aren't you? It's not always the same thing. Oh, sure, we face some of the same things. But how many of you know that sometimes in life you're going through life and all of a sudden, bap, something new just hits you right in the face and you weren't ready for it, you don't think. Each day brings its own challenges and God is prepared to wipe away the old and give you what you need for today. We don't have to stay the same as we face each new day with new challenges and new opportunities. Trust that God has new mercies ready for you to face that. See, sometimes we think, well, I'm stuck. I can't make any progress. And God says, no, 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 that's not true. He says, you don't know what I'm coming up against. It doesn't matter. His mercies are there. He's already gone to tomorrow and set you up with the mercies that you're going to need. He's already been to Thursday of this week. You see, he lives outside of time and space. He's not limited like you and I are. So he's already been all the way through your life. I told the students, he's recorded every day of life, of your life, in a book. Before a single one had passed. Every moment. He's already walked all the way through your life. And he said, you know what kind of mercies they're going to need on this day? This kind. So I'm going to have it ready for them. You know what time, when they wake up on this day, you know what they're going to need? This kind of mercy. So I'm going to have it ready for them. And each day, his mercies are new every morning. And if we get to tomorrow and we need something different than we needed today, it will be there. He will have it ready for us to have so that we can tackle that day. In other words, we're not stuck. We don't have to have the same attitude today that we had yesterday anybody know anybody with an attitude don't elbow them right now we don't have to have the same personality that we had for the last decade can't change my personality yes that's what i'm saying today we can. God can change our personality. If, need, if he needs you to be quiet and calm, I look at my life and I think, how could I ever be quiet and calm? But if that's what he needed for me, he'd give me mercy for it. If he needed you to stand on a platform and be loud and boisterous, he could give you the personality for it. You don't have to have the same habits you don't have to have the same talents and abilities. God is ready, willing, and able to create something new in us. God creates. His mercies are new for what we're facing today. Listen, God sits on the edge of his throne in heaven, and the words, let there be, are on the tip of his tongue. Let there be talent. Let there be creativity. Let there be compassion. Let there be new mercies. Let there be. Ask yourself this question. What is it that I need today? What am I facing? There's mercy for that. The creator who spoke skies and seas, butterflies and birds, dogs and dolphins, apples and avocados, tree lines and shorelines is waiting to speak a let there be in your life today. 
He knows where you're at. He knows what he needs. So I know we can change and become new because his mercies are new every morning. Secondly, his Holy Spirit produces the character qualities of Christ in us. When Mary asked the angel Gabriel who came to visit her, and he said to her, Mary, 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 I just, sorry, I just, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Anyway, all right, he came and said, Mary, God likes you. You're a good girl. And I tell you what, he's going to make you the mother of his son, the savior of the entire world. When Mary heard that, she had questions in her mind. How is this going to work? And God didn't get mad. The angel, the angel didn't smite her. He said, oh, Mary, the Holy Spirit will take care of this. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. He's going to overshadow you. He's going to produce Christ in you. And you know that in Galatians 5, and 23, Paul writes that the Holy Spirit will do the same for us. He says when we invite the Holy Spirit into our life to fill and control us, when we submit to his leading, man, he begins to produce Christ-likeness in us. He begins to create or produce love where there just used to be lust, joy where there used to be sadness, peace where there used to be anger, strife, and fighting. Patience, where there used to be frustration and unforgiveness. Kindness, where there used to be rudeness. Goodness and generosity, where there used to be selfishness and meanness. Self-control, where there used to be a lack of control and excess. He says, look, if you'll let the Holy Spirit, he'll produce, he'll create new in you. Jesus said in John 10, 10, that he came to give us an abundant life. And he began to live that out for us and say, this is what an abundant life looks like. And we can't just say, well, that's easy for him. He was the son of God. Because the same Holy Spirit who helped him live it out on the human side is the same Holy Spirit who helps us live this out. And, and it's, he'll, he'll hover over the darkness of our life and the emptiness of our life, just like he did at creation. And he'll help us think like Jesus and talk like Jesus and live like Jesus. He'll overshadow us gently, just like he did Mary and form Christ in us. But Alan, what if I just can't? I mean, I know his mercies are new every morning. I know you say the Holy Spirit will help me. But what if I can't? And and Alan, what if I mess up along the way? How How do I overcome that? The Apostle Paul gave us a clue and an insight into this. When it's just hard for us to believe that his grace... I mean, that his mercies are new for us every morning. His Holy Spirit will help us and that God really creates. He told us, he said, hey, his grace is sufficient for us. Second Corinthians, I think it's chapter 12. The Apostle Paul says that he was dealing with this issue in his life that just would not go away. 
He said on at least three occasions, he said, God, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. I'm at the end of my rope. you got to take this thing away from me, God. I can't do it anymore. I'm out here trying to serve you. I'm doing this missionary thing that you wanted me to do. I'm trying to preach and teach and tell people about you. I'm doing everything I can. But God, this stinks. I hate it and I can't do it anymore. Please. It says, he said, Paul tells us with his own words, he begged for that to be taken away. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, this is what he said God replied to him. But he said to me, my grace or my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. Sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Listen, there may be times in life when you think, I just can't do it anymore. I have tried to do right. I have tried to live right. I just can't do it. I've probably told you the story before. When I was here, but Angela and I were unable to have kids biologically on our own for uh, about seven years. We didn't have kids till 12 years into our marriage. It was a super challenging time, and on numerous Sunday mornings, I'd get up to travel across our state and go preach someplace, and there were several of those mornings that were quite dark. And I remember saying to the Lord, what am I supposed to tell people today, Lord? I mean, I got a sermon laying over there in a notebook, but come on, you're not even answering my prayers. How am I supposed to tell them you're going to answer theirs? And I remember so clearly one morning, the Lord saying to me, Hey, Alan, you take care of my kids and I'll take care of yours. And I understood in that moment, it was a, my grace is sufficient for you. Because I had told the Lord, I can't do this anymore. I'm sick and tired. I am trying to live right. I am doing everything I can for you. And I see preacher's kids getting pregnant outside of wedlock. I got family members that aren't living right and are being able to have kids. And I don't get to have any. I watch my wife cry herself to sleep at night. Come on, God. I don't want to do this anymore. He said, you take care of my kids and I'll take care of yours. And I remember so clearly understanding that we were in youth ministry and he was saying, do that thing that I've given you to do and let me worry about the rest. But in that moment, I understood that I had a promise from him because he said he would take care of my kids. And I said, wait a minute, that means I'm going to get to have kids. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how all this is going to come about, whether through uh, biologically or through adoption or, or whatever. I don't understand. Of course, obviously, I told you about Alex and Austin, so you know that I've got two. But there are times in life that we face and we say, God, I've tried. I've tried to change. I've tried to be better. I've tried to fix things. But God, you don't understand. You don't understand the people around me. Come on. Come on, some of you say, yeah, Alan, you, you don't live in my house. That's all cute that y'all are out making chicken coops and you work hard with your boys to love Jesus, but you don't know the home I live in. 
You might say, uh, it, it, it's a lot more like where the devil's going to end up than what uh, you think. Alan, you don't understand the people I have to work around. You're not out on that rig. You don't know the things those guys look at on the internet. You don't know the way they talk. You don't know the situation I'm facing. It's just too much. It's, I'm just the way I am. I have to do things the way I have to do them. Listen to me. Don't buy into that lie from the enemy. It comes straight from the pit of hell. God's grace will come sweeping in in a moment and give you the power that you need to live a Christ-like life, even when you've blown it, even when you're tired, even when you don't think that you can go on, even when you don't think you can, even when you don't think you have any left in the tank to be able to. He is the God who creates something out of nothing. God creates. His grace is sufficient. It's enough in the moment when you don't think you can. Listen to me today. Your life is not a fixed product. God can and will create a new personality in you if that's what's needed. He will create new talents and abilities in you if that's what's needed. He'll create a new attitude and outlook in your life if that's... He'll create new desires in your heart if that's what's needed. He will create new dreams in you if that's what's needed. We simply have to get us out of the way and our excuses of I can't or it's just the way I am set that aside and give him the freedom to create because God creates I wonder if our worship team could come back this morning and join us and maybe today you've gotten in here and like well I didn't expect this I didn't see this coming But isn't it neat that God knew you were coming? He knew you were coming. I remember in those days of really struggling to get up and preach because we were going through that challenge of infertility. I remember going to church myself on those times when I wasn't traveling. And I thought, I don't need one more cutesy little sermon from somebody. If anybody, I told my wife one time, I said, if one more person gets up and quotes me some trite little scripture about just hang in there, God's going to see you through. I said, I'm going to punch him straight in the stomach. She said, Alan, you can't say things like that. I said, I just did. I'm so tired of it. But I realized in that moment, too, that other people were hurting like me. Other people were struggling like me, and maybe it wasn't infertility, maybe it was something else. We have a minister friend just this week, we found out struggling with something so significant, maybe for years, we don't know how long. Wow, you didn't come today needing some cutesy little message. You needed a word from heaven that addresses your situation, and God knew that. And so he said, I've got something for you. And Alan, if you'll just be smart enough to open your mouth and say what I'm saying to you to say, I'll take care of this for people so that they can know. 
And so he sent me today to tell you, you're not stuck. You're not the way you are, or at least you don't have to be the way you are. He creates. If you don't have it in you, that's okay. If you don't even have the resources it would take to make what needs to happen in you, that's okay. He starts with nothing and creates something. And today, your life can change. In this moment, in this moment, if you just say to him, here I am, God, all my junk, all my stuff. Listen, when we come to church, we don't, we don't check our stuff at the door. God didn't ask us to. He said, come to me. He says, well, you said it, you guys, we sang it earlier. Anyone, I read it this morning in John. I'm, John chapter 7 and 8 there, where Jesus is at the crowd, at the festival, and he's with the crowd. He says, anyone tired or thirsty, come to me and drink. He didn't say, if you got all your stuff together, come on. No, if your life's a mess, if it's a wreck, bring all that junk with you. I'll fix it. We just bring our junk to Jesus. We go, here I am, Jesus. All my faults, all my flaws, all my problems, all my troubles, all my struggles. I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. I can't fix it. I don't feel like I can change. But you said you can create something out of nothing. This is what I got. What can you do? And in this moment, He's, he's going to step in and he's going to create. So I'm going to make this super simple to you today. So simple. Listen, I, I can't fix any of it. If I could, I would line you all right up across here. I'd get that oil. If I ran out of oil, I'd just do some of that. I'd be like, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it. But I can't. He can. And so all I've done is tried to set the thing. I tried to put the the ball on the tee. Hand you a bat and say, swing this morning. Because he'll do this for you if you let him. He'll do it for you if you let him. So here's what we're going to do. Because if I talk, but I don't give you a chance to respond, I just gave a speech. I gave a speech anywhere. There are people who get paid like thousands of, five. Like I was listening to a podcast. I found out some of these public speakers get like five to $20,000 every time they speak. I'm like, holy smokes. What is, uh, you know, that's not the world I live in. But I'm not a public speaker. I'm a preacher. If I don't give you a chance to respond, it was just a speech. But this is not a speech. This is a message. So I'm going to give you a chance to respond. I'm going to make it super simple. In just a moment, I'm going to have you stand. I'm going to count to three. When I say three, if you need God to change something in your life and create in you, I'm going to ask you to pop your hand up in the air. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to slather you down with oil. I'm not going to, not that, it, I'm, I'm fine with anointing people with oil. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not making fun of that. I'm saying that's not what we're doing today. I'm going to have you stand. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to have you raise your hand and I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask you to pray along with me because God wants to hear you talk with him, not just me.
And when we join our faith together about that thing, his word says that if two or three will agree about something, he'll do it. And I got faith and confidence in him today that he will. And that's simple, isn't it? Nobody has to wonder what's about to happen, right? Other than how God is going to do this. And I don't have a clue. That's his business. I just do my part, right? So why don't you you stand with me? And man, if you need God to do something new in you today. You need to do something new. Something you hadn't been able to. You need him to change something in your heart or your attitude or your ways. You need to have him help break a habit. Let's take can't out of our vocabulary. Let's turn to him and say, God, you can. God, create. God, create. Okay? So simple. Count three so that you'll know when to respond. Right? So easy. So easy this morning. Oh, listen, if you don't have a right relationship with Jesus, that's the greatest create, new start kind of thing that can happen. It's so great. Paul even wrote, he says, listen, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So if you're not right with Jesus today, when we pray this prayer, you'd be like, I need something new in my life. I need some Jesus, a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. All right. I need a lot of that Jesus in me. I need to be forgiven of my sin. I have done wrong. I have messed this thing up. I need God to straighten my life out. You throw your hand up with everybody else. And you know what? He's going to see that. He's going to hear your heart. And he's going to forgive your sin. And it is going to be a great new start. You ready? Come on. I've given you all the time. Some of y'all don't want to respond normally. But you know you need to today. And so I gave you lots of time to get ready to respond. Let's close our eyes. That way you don't have to feel awkward. Nobody else even knows if you're like, my life is a wreck and I need somebody. I need God to straighten it out. Okay? So nobody even knows. I'm going to count three. You need God to create new, start new, something in you, change something in you. Here's your moment. One, two, three. Throw the hand up in the air. Wow. 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 Lord, now you see those hands and you know what needs to happen in every one of these situations. I don't. Lord, it would take me a lot of time today to have conversations with every person and figure out what they needed. And even then, I probably couldn't solve their problems, but you can. Lord, you can fix spending habits. Lord, you can take away addictions. Lord, today you can forgive sin. Lord, today you can give freedom and liberty. God, today you can restore relationships. Lord, you can change the way that husbands and wives talk with each other. You can change the way that the kids respond to their parents and parents respond to their kids. God, you can fix situations at work. Lord, you can fix situations in our finances. You can heal the sick today, God. You can do anything. And God, I believe you will do because we've opened our hearts to you and said, please do. God, create in me today. God, create in each one who has had raised their hand and said, that's me. Lord, I join my faith with theirs and we believe that we've heard your word and your word says you create. And so we receive it from you today in this moment with nobody touching us, with nobody laying 
laid hands on us with nobody anointing us, God, with nobody, to, but God just reaching out to you and calling out to you in this moment. God, it wasn't some preacher who came through who did this. It was you. It was you. It was you, the God who creates. You created in the beginning and you create now. Let there be in the beginning moments, God. May we look back to March 18th, 2018 and say, that was the beginning for me. That was the beginning for me. That was the beginning for me. In the beginning, when God changed things in me, God, let it be today. Speak some let there be's. Let there be talent that wasn't there. Let there be education that wasn't there. Let there be knowledge and wisdom that wasn't there. Let there be creativity and skill where it wasn't there before. God, let there be provision to be able to go after that which you've placed in somebody's heart. Somebody today, the Lord is calling you to some type of ministry. He's calling you to some type of ministry. And you've been afraid to step out there and do it because you think, I don't know how it'll work out. I don't know how to make it happen. I don't know how I would do that financially. I don't know. But the Lord is calling you to do it. And he's saying, hey, I got this. I want to start something new in you. I want to create in you. And he'll create the finances that are needed for it as well. So that you can accomplish all that he has for you to accomplish in your life. And you can make the eternal impact that he wants you to make. So you've been dreaming it in your heart. And you didn't know how it was going to happen and how it was going to come about. But in this moment he says he creates. He creates. He creates. Let him create the opportunities. Let him create the provision, let him create. Somebody who's sick today, he said, I would almost have to have a new organ created for my health to change, or there was, uh, there's a new routine that I would have to maintain in order to be able to accomplish what the doctors say. And I just speak over you today, God creates let him create new in you today. Let him create new in you today. Let him create new in you today.